We welcome all of our parishioners and guests as we gather today to celebrate the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Thank you all for coming. Today, 21 years ago, was a tragic day. A day when 3,000 people left their home with their families for the very last time. Imagine if that catastrophe were to come to Jamestown, 3,000 people tomorrow would die. That would be one-fifth of our community. Today we remember those brave men and women who came to be on the front lines to rescue, to restore, to be like Jesus to the people in great need. Today as we gather, there's a few notes of housekeeping before I get into my nuts and bolts of my homily. This weekend we start coffee and rolls. I'd encourage you to come join us, get to know new people in the parish, and enjoy each other's company. That starts this weekend and it goes, it's going to be ongoing, so every weekend we'll have coffee and rolls again after Labor Day. The second plea that I'd like to put out this morning is, if you are interested in becoming Catholic, or if you're already Catholic and would like to know more about the faith, maybe you went through faith formation and your heart was not there. Or maybe you went through Catholic school and religion was not your best topic. The RCAA classes for becoming Catholic, the Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults, begins Wednesday night at 6.30 here at the parish. And just a couple notes of encouragement and thank yous. I'd like to thank all of those that brought pies this last week for Mary's birthday party, the Blessed Virgin Mary. 72 pies showed up. They've all been eaten. That's the good news. That's the good news. And also a thanks to all those who attend Adoration. Adoration daily is a life changer. And for me personally, I could preach an hour and a half on today's readings and not stop. No, I'm not going to preach an hour and a half. Don't look at me. But we could go. Moses today talks about stiff-necked people. Are our hearts ever like that? Where we become resistant and stubborn, even to the will of God. St. Paul reminds us today that he is first and foremost a sinner. He needs to come to God. And as he comes to God, God rescues him. How beautiful is that? Then we have our dynamic gospel. This gospel is meant to rock our hearts, to change our attitude, to change the way we think in dealing with one another. Now I remember every time hearing this gospel as a child, I was asked by my pastor, whoever was preaching, which child in that parable are you? And every time I would have to say both. I am the one who loses God's inheritance given to me in baptism. Every time I choose sin over God, I waste my inheritance. But God is always merciful. He's always welcoming. He's always generous with his love as he continues to invite us home all the time. Imagine going and telling your dad you want him dead and you want the inheritance that is promised to you. 
Our inheritance begins at the baptismal font. That's why we're asked to stay free from sin. How many people today are dead in sin because they've not lived up to those promises? They've lost, they've fallen out of grace with God. They've lost friendship with God. There is no relationship with God. Now you might think that is not me. I am here because of God my Father, you might say. And yes, thank you for coming today. But I think sometimes people in the parish can be like the older son in today's parable. Who is upset and who is angry. People aren't coming to church. I'm here. I fill my pew every Sunday, Lord. I pat myself on the back. This same group of people might leave Mass before the final blessing. As they leave Mass before the final blessing, they don't even wait for the Father's blessing from heaven. They're in such a hurry. They are here with their heart. But they're here with their body. Their heart might be far from God. What is our attitude? What is the problem today? The problem in today's gospel is a father is here for both of his children. And the two sons do not recognize him. One squanders the inheritance. The other is angry and does not recognize everything he has is from God. And that's why the spiritual fathers of the church tell us today that the three things that are lost in today's gospel, what are they? The lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost sons. When we are spiritually lost, we go to a place where we are alone. The spiritual fathers tell us to look at Adam and Eve after they sinned. What did they do? They isolated. They withdrew. They were all alone. What about the addict who knows that they need to go and get help? But would sooner sit and sly and be in their sin. To be alone is not going to God. Take our grief, for example, when we lose a loved one. And we're not going to God, the Father, and trying to white-knuckle it on our own. This is never good. Not reaching out to our neighbors is never good. All these that are lost in today's gospel are found because God stands there waiting for them. The only one that's not found today is the older son. He remains lost because he does not know how to receive love from God the Father. We can be like that for years and years and years and say, I showed up for Mass, but I have not taken anything away or tried to go out and make a difference in the world. Being the older son is not receiving from the Father. What is he doing? He is trying to get the Father to be good to him. He's not trying to live for the Father. He's looking for the reward. And the Father is good to him, but he does not know how to receive the love the Father has for him. He does not recognize that the Father has given him everything. This brings us to our second point. This past week in my holy hours, 
I've been meditating and spending a lot of time on what would happen if there was no priesthood and sacraments? What would happen if there was no altar of sacrifice? What would happen if there was no Eucharist? What would this church building be? The younger son lost his way. And he lost his view on redemption. And I think sometimes we don't think about how our sin affects our salvation. We can be like that. You know, not knowing the need of a Savior. Adam and Eve, they isolated, they withdrew. The third point today is when we lose our need of a Savior, how do we respond or how should we respond? When we lose a story of salvation, the encounter with the living God, we too can turn inward into our own hearts. And when we turn inward, we become the captain of the ship of our soul. And then we have this attitude, if it looks right, do it. If it feels good, go for it. If you believe it, it may be your truth. The captain of our soul, instead of turning to God, navigates on water with its own stars and will eventually lead to shipwreck. Father John Ricardo is a man I listen to often on podcasts. I pull a lot of ideas from him. And this past week, as I was listening to one of his talks, he talks about the three signs of a shipwreck. He calls them the three deaths of despair that face our culture today. Because we have turned inward rather than turning to God. And what is the first? The first is suicide. Suicide. Many of us here have been impacted by it. I have a first cousin who committed suicide. I have two close friends who committed suicide. And for those of you that are still dealing with that deep despair, I want to ask God today to enter into your heart with the salve to heal you. Why is this such a despair and a shipwreck? The suicide today is 30% more than it was in 1999. We're at an all-time high. And since COVID, the numbers have even skyrocketed. It is now the second leading cause to death. Not because of poverty, but much of it is happening in rural America. Now, if you go to Africa, suicide is unheard of. Why? Because they seem to be joyful people. What happens when we have suicide is all this stuff we have, we have God and we are bored like the older son in today's gospel. The second death of despair or shipwreck that he talks about is the cirrhosis of the liver, especially between 25 and 34 year olds. Alcohol related death. We get so hurt, we hurt so bad, that we turn to things to numb our pain. And these things are not good for our body. The alcohol deaths have tripled in the last 20 years. Guess what, folks? It's up 10% since COVID. God the Father is here waiting. 
We don't have to despair. We simply have to open our heart to be able to relate to him. And the last one is opioid addiction. Those of you that read the Fargo Forum see so many of our young people over there passing away. A good friend of mine who works in the funeral home says most of these deaths that are happening are opioid related. And that's why Father Ricardo says that 5% of the world's population consumes 80% of the world's opioids. I am not here to convince you we have a problem like the two sons. I am here today to tell you that God the Father is always here waiting for you. Don't leave him abandoned. Don't leave him alone. Today the two sons would not talk. They would not interact. And God the Father had to watch his hatred between his boys. And that's why sometimes I think at Mass, we come and we just show up. We don't prepare the readings. We never look ahead what the gospel might be to have some sort of idea. Sometimes I think we don't even talk to God in our problems. I tell you this. Why? Because God is pushed off the stage when despair and aloneness is in our hearts. And when God is pushed off the stage, the creature loses meaning for what he is made for. Because without God, we do not have meaning or purpose. How does the heart receive from God like the older son today? We run to him. We sit at his feet and we spend quality time with him. Not in a hurry to get out of church after mass to the parking lot. Not to negate him the other six days this next week. And I think that's why our heart needs to recognize this that in all circumstances, what the Father has given is for our sake. We should never take our blessings for granted because God is that generous with us. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. Amen.